Kate McClellan, pro wedding planner with over 16 years of experience helping more than 400 couples down the aisle. I started Planning Collective to help all couples get through the overwhelm of wedding planning by sharing my actionable tips and tools that I've used over the years working with my clients. We'll focus on getting rid of what I like to call FOWO, the fear of wedding oversight. This is an unfortunate condition that almost every couple will suffer from at some point. Let's get you back to enjoying the planning process. Here we go. Hey guys, Kate here. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Planning Collective podcast. Over the next five episodes, I'm going to be walking you through how to create the foundation of your wedding plans. Establishing this foundation is so, so important, but I find that many couples skim. However, I absolutely promise you that if you spend just a bit of time on these five pillars of the foundation, you're going to be much more confident in your plans as you move forward. The pillars that create your foundation are the priorities, budget, guest list, checklists and timeline, and the vendors. Today, we're going to get into pillar one, creating your wedding planning priorities, which is where we're going to make sure that you are planning the wedding that you want and not a wedding built by others' opinions. This might seem a little basic starting with your wedding priorities, but let me tell you why it's really important to do, hopefully as one of your first steps in planning a wedding. Several years back, I had clients, Sarah and Brent, and they came to me after they had locked in their wedding venue. We started working with the rest of their budget and the details, and as we were talking about the remainder of their wedding priorities, it turned out that they had some pretty high expectations for music, as well as their floral and decor items. The problem here was that the minimums for their venue were pretty significant in comparison to the rest of their budget. We'll cover more details about budgeting in Pillar 2, but their venue was going to take up about 80% of the original budget when it should have come between 40 to 50%. As we were breaking things down, it became apparent that we didn't have enough room in the budget for the band that they had their eye on, and we had to cut back on the centerpieces and other decor items that they really wanted. Now, were they still able to have a beautiful event with great music and beautiful flowers? Absolutely, but if we had gone through these priorities before they booked the venue, they may have decided on a different space in order to accommodate the band and the initial decor. This is just one quick example of why it's really important to do this early on in the planning process. However, even if you are further along, I still recommend you go through your priorities to make sure that you're really working with the wedding that you want and you don't have any regrets as the day gets closer. Let's get into the different categories that you want to think about when it comes to your wedding priorities. The location, time of year, size of guest list, and the wedding details. In regards to the location, I'm referring to the city or state at this point, not necessarily specific venues. This might be an obvious answer for some. If you're both from the same area or your family's all in the same city or state, it might be an easy decision as to where the wedding will take place. For others, though, it's going to involve more of a discussion, and you have to figure out which state and city you want to have the wedding in. You'll also want to have a discussion about the type of location or venue that you'd like. Again, we're not getting into specific venues at this point, but do you want a church, temple, or religious institution for your ceremony? Or are you thinking about having a more traditional banquet hall or venue that can accommodate both the ceremony and reception? If you have a significant number of guests that are traveling and won't have cars, you might want to be closer to a hotel or a city area than somewhere further removed where transportation might be an issue. 
Once you've decided on the location, we're going to talk about the time of year that you would like to get married. Does your preferred location have a season? And by this, I'm not just talking about the weather. Obviously, if you want a beautiful outdoor ceremony, you probably shouldn't get married in February here in Michigan. But the season could also be impacted by several other things. For example, if you live in a college town and you'd like to have a fall wedding, definitely check out that football schedule first. You could be bringing on a huge set of challenges like finding room blocks and dealing with traffic if you accidentally pick a big game day for your wedding. If you're looking at having your wedding in a downtown area, make sure there aren't any events or festivals that are happening. If there's a big concert or convention in your town, that again can really impact hotel availability and the ease of how people can get around town. Those weekends also tend to be much more expensive when it comes to flights, hotel bills, and other details that would impact your guests. You'll also want to consider your job and other family or personal obligations that might come up. If you're a CPA, for example, you'll want to steer clear of tax season, and summer is an ideal time for teachers to get married. If your cousin or family friend is also getting married, check in with them to make sure you're not looking at the same or similar dates. If there's a lot of overlap in your guest list, it can make things stressful to have the dates too close together. And once your venue is booked, you can't backtrack or make any adjustments for these potentially big conflicts. Next up, I want you to talk about the size of wedding that you would like to have. Now, this is different than the guest list, which we're going to get into in Pillar 3. But here we want to talk about the general size that would be ideal for you. There are five different sizes or styles of weddings. A micro wedding would be anywhere between 2 and 20 guests. An intimate wedding would be between 20 and 60 guests. A small wedding would be between 60 and 120. A medium event between 120 and 200. And a large or huge wedding would be anywhere over 200 guests. I find that most couples already have a general idea about the size of their wedding. The reason this is really important prior to booking anything is that it can impact the venues that you look at and also your budget, which again, we're going to get into in the next pillar. The final conversation you need to have regarding your priorities is about the wedding details themselves. In this step, I want you to do a brain dump of sorts regarding all of the things that are important to you. Going back to our original example with Sarah and Brent, we could have listed the specific floral and music priorities in this stage. When we then got over to the budget, we would have been tipped off that the venue that they were looking at was a little bit out of their preferred price range. We could then have the conversation about whether this specific venue was more important to them than the band or the floral. So to help you in this final step, I've created a free wedding priorities worksheet to prompt you through the common categories that you'll want to discuss. You can grab it at planningcollective.com, and I'll put the link in the show notes here. Use this as a guide to help you get started with setting your priorities. Grab that worksheet, a glass or a bottle of wine, and just chat through all of the things that you would like or maybe absolutely don't want for your wedding. You can rank them by priority so that when you need to make decisions in the wedding planning, you've already established the hierarchy of what your priorities are. And that's pillar number one, setting your wedding priorities. Many couples have informal conversations about these items, but going through them with purpose will help you keep the priorities straight when the planning gets crazy. 
And we are all about avoiding the overwhelm here as well as FOWO. So grab that free worksheet at planningcollective.com and I'll see you in the next episode to talk about pillar two, the budget.